0: Preparing for Access Visits, a Kinship Carers Victoria podcast. This podcast is part of a series on kinship carers self care and wellbeing. It was recorded and produced on Jara country, the land of the Jajawarong Warong people. And we extend our ongoing respect to all Kulin nation peoples, the traditional custodians of these lands and pay respect to the elders, both past and present, and to the deep knowledge of the land that is embedded within the indigenous communities. Access or contact visits are where children in kinship care can spend time and engage with members of their biological or extended family. They can be formal or informal and sometimes the visits are supervised by a professional, such as a child protection worker or agency worker, or even by the kinship carer themselves. In this podcast, we spoke with Adam Lyons, Managing Director of Lancaster Consulting, who addressed some of the more common issues carers face in preparing the children in their care for access visits and outlined strategies for debriefing children afterwards. Adam is a registered educational and developmental psychologist who considers positive behaviour support as his philosophy of choice. Adam has spent more than 15 years across the government, non-government and private sectors, and works with the team at Lancaster Consulting to deliver a range of training services for kinship and foster carers amongst other groups. We first asked Adam about the types of emotions children can feel leading up to and during access visits and about how they might feel after the visits.
1: Access visits can provoke a range of different emotions and We need to remember it's individualized to each child. So uh, sometimes leading up to visits, there might be a level of anxiety, Uh, there might be some fear around that, Uh, but also there might be some excitement and some curiosity about what that's like. There's also potential at times for some behavior changes. So you might see some kind of regression in behavior, um, uh, increase in clinginess or need for support. Then when we're thinking about during a visit, Uh, There might be some confusion around uh, certain elements of that visit. There might be, again, excitement, overstimulation at times because those visits can be pretty action-packed. Some kids might be uh, overwhelmed or eager to connect with their family members uh, and some may actually show some withdrawal, so might not want to engage, might not want to see their families, uh, might feel a level of Um, challenged by this Uh, and then after the visits some kids might feel a bit sad or others might feel a bit of relief that that period is over there might be some exhaustion there might be some uh, extended energy and also sometimes that transition back from access visits can be quite challenging for kids to navigate and there might be impacts on mood so we might see some mood swings some mood changes Um, some kind of fluctuations in their engagement and their communication.
0: Given the range of different emotions children may experience resulting from an access visit and the behavioural changes that can occur, carers need to exhibit care and patience in dealing with the children. Adam outlines several key components of the post-visit process and provides some valuable strategies for carers.
1: Yeah, so we often talk about kind of debriefing, but another way I like to talk about it is just talking through the situation. So what key components of that that I like to talk about is providing a quiet and safe space and to be patient in that. Uh, some kids will wanna just blurt out as much information as they possibly can about the situation at the time that they're picked up or engage again. Others might need to do that in their own time and their own space in their own way. Uh, so some of the, the key things to consider here is around uh, that reflection, reflective listening, asking questions, coming in with uh, with a level of safety uh, for that child to be able to express what they want in, in ways that they can. A key thing to consider with these kind of post visit uh, support is often around the, the routine the structure around that. So sometimes things like a bit of a ritual, um, doing an activity or doing something fun together um, following the access visit can be super helpful because it can alleviate some of that transition issues. And the other um, component, when access visits might be tricky or difficult experiences for kids, is to provide that reassurance and that safe space. So it might mean that we need to provide a little bit more uh, comfort or reassurance. There might need to be a little bit more um, focus on that well-being of the kid. So whether that's through a little bit of extra attention, uh, reducing some of the demands that they might need um, during that kind of period of time after the access visit. Uh, And sometimes we might need to engage professionals in that space. Um, So contacting psychologists or counselors during that time if the visit is exceptionally difficult for kids.
0: There are often difficult conversations after access visits, and prompting children to express their emotions can require careful navigation on the part of carers. Adam outlines some beneficial techniques to help the children to talk through their experiences and lead the conversation.
1: So, conversations post-visit can be a little tricky to navigate, and one of the components to uh, consider here is uh, taking on a child-led Uh, capacity or conversation so this is where we might uh, allow kids to choose the time and the place to talk the way in which they might want to express themselves and also providing a range of different opportunities or options uh, with that so it might be through doing a particular activity Uh, some children and adults uh, are better at engaging when they're doing something whether that's through play or through art or through something that uses their hands And so the attention can be a little less on the the words that need to be coming out of that child's mouth and more on the activity that you might be able to share together. Sometimes just respecting that silence, being able to be okay with just a little bit of downtime and allow for that time for the child to process the information, process the engagement, process what might've occurred for them. And meeting that with a level of empathy uh, through active listening, through reassurance, uh, and giving them the opportunity to um, expand on those answers in times. The other thing to consider here is using more open-ended questions, so rather than asking and firing off a list of 15 yes or no questions, uh, opening that up with, uh, with questions like, how was the visit today? or do you want to share something good about how that, uh, how the session went or what sort of things did you do during that session? So it opens up that opportunity for um, the child to share what they would like and the opportunity for them not to, and that's okay as well.
0: Beyond immediate preparation and post-visit debriefing, how can carers create a consistent environment of support and understanding for the children in their care, especially if access visits become a regular occurrence? Adam explains how routines can help create a safe environment for children to express themselves.
1: Every child benefits from strong routine. So this is particularly important when portions of routines might be tricky or challenging for a child to navigate. So the the idea of consistent routines mean that some day-to-day activities like wake up time, nighttime activities, what might happen during the day remain as consistent as possible to act as a little bit of an anchor point for that child's life. Uh, And it also increases predictability for for children so they know what's coming up next, they know those expectations, uh, they know that there's stability in that. The other component that is important in uh, preparation and that creating of consistent environments is around promoting open support and understanding, being able to to meet the child at their level, meet the child and their needs, and understand that um, kids' feelings will fluctuate and change depending on the situation. So some days they might be really happy and excited about access visits, on other days they may not, and there is no right or wrong with that and promoting that sense of safety and security for kids to be able to share those changes, just like we will have, can be uh, really helpful and, um, and promote that sense of safety for them.
0: Adam talks next about how carers can play a key role in creating a constructive, positive relationship between the child and their biological family throughout access visits. Sometimes there can be difficulties beyond a carer's ability and notes when professionals such as psychologists or counsellors might be needed to help.
1: Carers play a really key role in encouraging uh, a positive view of access visits. They can be super tricky and the dynamic between biological parents and children and carers can always uh, be a tricky thing to navigate. What I think carers can do well in this space is come into these conversations with a sense of openness and be able to encourage connection by uh, ensuring that they're promoting access visits in a positive light. So the way in which they're talked about with kids, the way in which they're encouraged, uh, the connections that are made can be encouraged through talking about these positively and this can be done through things like uh, encouraging sharing of memories, experiences, uh, talking about their their family in a way that promotes the child to want to engage and want to interact uh, and try as much as possible to, uh, to keep discussions that might be difficult or tricky to be had with other people like the professionals involved. Uh, And when there needs to be discussions around those tricky elements, ensure that we're mindful of whether kids are in earshot of having them uh, because some of the conversations and some of the topics that we will often have to discuss are really difficult for young kids to understand and young kids to Um, be able to contextualise. So one of the key components here is really about being just mindful of the types of conversations and the way in which we can communicate about access visits around biological family connection and the importance of that for kids. So sometimes uh, access visits are supervised and they can be supervised by another professional maybe a child protection worker or a social worker or somebody that is an objective third party. Uh, This is something to also consider for carers because they may have to uh, engage with that professional pre or post visit. And again, those same ideas around trying to keep those conversations positive whilst the child is around uh, can be helpful to to encourage that connection and also rely on those professionals for support as well. Um, This is their job and they know, know how tough these circumstances and situations can be.
0: Access visits can vary and don't always go as well as hoped. How can carers look after themselves and deal with their own expectations and emotions, especially when their relationships with their own children are fraught? Adam believes it's important for carers to prepare but also to ask for advice from professionals.
1: We've talked a lot about how access visits can be tricky for children, but they can also be really tricky to navigate for carers, and they can bring up a whole lot of emotions. There's a lot of circumstances and challenges around access visits in terms of organising, in terms of um, promoting, and in terms of the changes and the the impact that they may have on the child and care. One of the uh, one of the things that carers can do is educate themselves and prepare for this and rely on on the professionals in their lives to be able to provide that support uh, because it can be impactful. It can impact on their, um, on their well-being and on the way in which they view those access visits. And also access visits can disrupt the family unit, it can disrupt uh, routines, it can disrupt the the best of plans that carers put in place for the children in their care and their family. So uh, coming back to to understanding how you can get back quickly to those routines and minimize uh, potential impacts of these access visits um, takes a bit of planning and it takes a bit of thought and it takes a bit of uh, preparation and assistance from people around them in their care teams. The other thing to uh, consider here is about setting realistic expectations around access visits. They're not always gonna go well. They're not always gonna be a great thing, and that's okay. Uh, And uh, looking in how we can educate ourselves, seek that support, engage with other carers, engage with other professionals to share those stories and know that um, sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not, and that's all right.
0: Carers themselves can be a great resource for other carers in this space to compare notes and seek advice. Adam discusses the value of carer groups and other professional networks.
1: Access visits are often a hot topic of conversation amongst carer groups. Sharing that experience in those informal networks or formal networks in the uh, kinship care uh, connections is really helpful because it... uh, It reduces feelings of isolation. It also can help with carers who might be new to the caring responsibilities to know what's out there, uh, what's available, what are some of the common challenges and the pitfalls of access visits and how other people may have navigated that. Accessing professional services uh, and professional networks can also be helpful. Uh, There's a range of and post supports that might be available through psychologists or counsellors or other relevant roles. Understanding the role of schools and education can help in that space too to, um, to allow for more supports and services available as necessary and accessing welfare services for the carer themselves or the children can be also really helpful. One area of support that can be accessed is the Care Cafe network and uh, there's a series of uh, professional workshops uh, and forums around different topics including um, welfare and wellbeing issues such as what might be impacting um, carers and children and opportunity to share those things across um, carers as well.
0: Adam has some final words of advice for carers on preparing themselves and the children or young people in their care for access visits.
1: One of the biggest take home messages for me is around understanding that there can be a range of different impacts for kids and there is no one size fits all strategy that will help. So we often need to remember to meet the children where they are, be open to having conversations and be open to not having conversations and providing that safe space and that nurturing space for children to feel comfortable and confident in sharing what they would like.
0: In the next podcast in this series, we'll look at how carers can deal with the various forms of grief and loss they may confront in their role. podcast was made possible by generous support from the Department of Families, Fairness and Housing and the Carer Café.